It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. And joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, what is going on, sir? Not much. We are, again, still creeping closer to the draft. We are starting to see teams making moves, starting to position themselves to get ready for uh, uh, picking cleanly in the draft. Mm-hmm. We got, I think, 23 days, if, if I'm not mistaken, until the uh, first night of the NFL draft. So uh, lots of things are happening, and there's there's uh, lots of Cowboys questions that are coming our way because of all these moves that are happening. Yeah, we're going to get into some of your Twitter questions today. We got a, just a fantastic amount of questions. Uh, and let's get into it, Landon. The first one comes from JJ. This is a fan, fantastic question. He says, uh, would you be interested in signing a player at his position that would be considered the greatest of all time? He's only 30 years old and would only cost one or $2 million. Would you be open to this? <laughs> oh, man, this feels like a trap. It's not uh, a trap. This is, the player that we're going to talk about is inarguably the best player at his position of all time, without a doubt. Is it uh, LP Latasaur? No, no, no. This is, a guy, this is a guy that, again, I'm setting this up. He's in the prime of his career. 
Uh, oh, he is boy. significantly better than anything the Cowboys have ever had. And it's Cordero Patterson. The He's the best kick returner oh, in NFL history. Uh, and again, you can't argue it. He has more touchdowns than anybody else. He has a higher average than anybody else. And he's been productive on four different teams, Landon. Uh, I, got, I got a good stat for you. Ready? Since 2008, the Cowboys have averaged 22 yards per kick return. Cordero Patterson on four different teams has at least two seasons of averaging over 30 yards per return. We know how much the Cowboys value special teams. Would you be interested in bringing in Cordero Patterson at the right price? Man, you sound like Cordell Patterson's agent. Uh, <laughs> yeah, send me you know, some money, Cordero, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the truth is, is that it's it's cheap. It's not it's not super. No. He, he won't be super expensive. He can give you something in in the the receiving game too. I mean, I think if you, you can, he's a guy that you could scheme some some plays too, and, and he's dangerous with the football in his hand. And out sure. of backfield, you can use him as a running back if you need to. I'm, I'm not i'm not uninterested that's for sure i mean i think that you're just uh, not as interested as i am is basically what no, you're I, I, i'm certainly not being i'm certainly not taking a percentage of his of his salary to get, get him signed <laughs> if that's what you mean uh no i, I think I, I think he yeah, that those are all interesting numbers you know what's funny is that cordell patterson has done all this very quietly and i think it's because mm-hmm. he's been on four different teams but the fact is that you know he is so successful uh and it's not exactly you know widely known um is 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 kind of just a testament to how how much moving from team to team really kind yeah. of affects your legacy, right? Uh, I, I think I think if the Cowboys, uh, you know, get through the draft and they haven't uh, taken an, another wide receiver uh, that maybe they think that they can, uh, you know, put in this position to, to do this. I know that they also like kind of using CD Lamb as a punt returner and and kick returners kick returns you know that it's just not what it used to be necessarily i mean as far it's as not. It's uh, not. It, because of all the rule changes and everything so uh, i i would not be surprised though if they get through the draft uh and and if they don't choose someone that they that they may circle back on this as an option because you know like you said uh, it's the hidden it's it's there hidden is yardage. value in there yeah, yeah there's the hidden yardage aspect of it that that uh really can add up so it, it might be something that's at least worth investigating yeah, so Patterson's not a punt returner. He's had one punt return his entire career. Where he thrives is as a kick returner. And last two years with Chicago, 29 and a half yards per return, 29 yards last year. Uh, he scored a touchdown in three straight seasons and kick returns. He's just very, very dynamic in that part of the field. And we've seen over the last couple of years, teams are just kicking away from, from Patterson out of the back of the end zone to make sure he doesn't return it. And that's, listen, Anytime the offense gives you a free starting spot at the 25-yard line, you'll take it, and you know when he gets a chance to return these, he is incredibly dynamic. So, yeah, I'm interested. And uh, I think that kind of leads us to the next question, Landon. Do we think the Cowboys are done signing free agents until May 3rd, which is when the compensatory formula basically ends? I saw some people today asking about K.J. Wright and Richard Sherman. Do we think they're done now because of that? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, I mean, May 3rd also happens to be, you know, right around the time that the draft is over as well. So I I do think, I do think that that, you know, those two things are uh, both promoting the, uh, the idea that there will be a secondary market after the draft, which Mm -hmm. there always is. Um, And and look, I think that's the thing to keep remember, keep in mind here with the Cowboys and uh, some of their free agent moves. And we've, we've stressed this before, but just to kind of reiterate again, um, 
that that this is free agency isn't over when the draft starts. You no. know, like in fact, if anything, there's a, a whole other wave of free agency that exists uh, once teams get the their hands on their their new draft picks and they take a look at their roster and see, okay, now that we've got this guy, maybe we don't need this a uh, little bit overpriced player. And, and a lot of those guys can end up being really good players and useful Absolutely. players for you. So, uh, yeah. And and then uh, we do the whole we do a whole thing again once uh, roster cuts come come around mm-hmm. and, and after training camp. So uh, free agency is not done by any stretch of the imagination. And, and some of the names that are probably the most intriguing to the Cowboys uh, will come available uh, after the draft. And, and kind of to your to what you're what you're saying there as well. Obviously, uh, the Cowboys are fans of those comp picks and like getting the comp picks. So uh, if it's a matter of waiting three weeks to sign a guy. Uh, who will probably stay on the market that long? Uh, they probably will do that because if it, it, it could be the difference between having a a free six round pick and a and a free fifth round pick, you know, or fourth round pick if you uh, if you just wait a little while on signing that guy so it doesn't affect your comp picks formula. Yeah, it, it, as of right now, the Cowboys are scheduled to get, I believe, a fourth and a fifth round pick for Chidobe Uzie and Andy Dalton leaving. And actually, Landon, I, I'm starting to wonder a little bit. We haven't seen an official Keanu Neal signing yet. Like that has mm-hmm. not been announced yet. So I'm wondering, do the Cowboys kind of have a wink wink deal in place with Keanu Neal? Like, hey, let's wait till after March 3rd to announce this signing so we get another draft pick. Honestly, we saw it last year with Daryl Worley, right? Where the Cowboys agreed to terms with Worley, but it was after like the, the official deal didn't come in until after uh that deadline passed. Is there a chance that that's what's happening with Keanu Neal as well? I mean, uh, I sure, yeah. I think there's certainly a chance. I, I saw, I mean, I saw someone uh, tweet us about that, and I thought, you know, that's I mean, as we get closer and closer to this. I mean, it, this that's still three weeks, like we talked about, more than three weeks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see because I mean, they announced it, you know, two weeks ago. It'll be interesting to see, or you know, announced it. I guess right, 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 press, right. right? Uh, it'll be interesting to see if 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 that's the case that they just, you know, are willing to just kind of wait, sit on a contract for a month and like, look, I mean, if Keanu Nia is willing to do that, that's, that's interesting too. I, because especially since I think from what we heard, uh, you know, that he was, he was having his services bid for by at least one other team. I think the jets. So, yes, I mean, yeah. I wonder if the, I wonder if the jets were also trying to pitch him a similar situation. So, uh, I, yeah, I, I think it's smart. And if they, you I guess there's no rule against it, which I guess right, means right. that they can't do it. It's just uh, it's surprising that I guess I guess it's not that surprising, but it's a little bit surprising that that players would be down for this. I yeah, guess. because there's always a chance that the offer could get pulled, right? And I mean, yeah. the bad thing is I don't think you're going to want to do that if you're a team because then you you get in bad yeah. with the agents. I don't think that's something that's going to happen. But listen, if it can net you probably a fifth round pick because I believe Keanu Neal signed a agreed to a deal like around $5 million. Hey, if you want to wait a month and pick up that extra pick, it it might not be the worst thing in the world. We're not saying that's that's happening, but you do wonder the longer that this goes on, if that's kind of what's happening here. So something to pay attention to over the next couple of weeks. Uh, just wanted to pause really quickly to tell you guys about bet online, the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but we still have NBA, NHL, and the MLB are all in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. 
It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just make sure you use that promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino. Being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo Bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, Landon, we've got a lot of people wondering about the Carolina trade that happened yesterday where they went up or they they went and acquired Sam Darnold, uh, the former number three pick from the Jets. Uh, they gave up a 22 second round pick and a couple other day three selections. First and foremost, do you think that changes anything for the Cowboys sitting at number 10? Because we kind of penciled in Carolina as a potential landing spot for a quarterback. You know, I. Uh... I've heard a lot of analysis about this in, in, in the last 24 hours. I, I still don't understand, I guess, how how this would preclude Carolina from taking a quarterback at eight. You know, well, they did. Uh, I think that's the fifth year option that's giving people pause, right? Because now they've guaranteed Sam was it nearly 20 million for the 2022 season. Yeah, I mean, I I, I guess I understand that, but but to me, it still feels like. This was a situation where they were going after Deshaun Watson. I think everybody was aware of this. Yes, it's pretty yes. publicly known that they were probably the first in line to try to go really make a play for for going to get Watson. Since that has gone sideways, I, I think that this is a soft landing spot for them that they decided that they could, you know, would be reasonable. I, I, honestly, I think at this point, really what this is about is that they just cannot go back into the next year with Teddy Bridgewater probably, and that they, they, they feel like they can't, that Teddy Bridgewater is just not going to do it for them. I, I honestly don't know that this necessarily does take them out of a QB at, at eight. Uh, I, I know it's a lot of money and I know it's, it's in um, and, and picking up the option, you know, is makes it even more of a commitment there. Uh, and then and I've heard other people asking, why did they even do this if they weren't bidding against anybody else? To me, the, the thought process is, okay, we couldn't get Watson. What happens if, you know, at eight, they're not guaranteed to get any quarterback? Like, well, that, I think that's no the more interesting thing here, right, is I wonder if Carolina already knows what the top three order is, right? I, yeah, I mean, I think, I think most of us know the top two, right? It's Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson. And then if, let's say, their top quarterback they believe is going to the 49ers, okay, now you're trading for the fourth or the fifth best quarterback in the draft. And if you don't love those guys, then you're probably, that's probably why you did that move. And then the other part of it is I saw a lot of people saying, well, why didn't they just trade up the four and go get Justin Fields? Well, 
my guess is either Atlanta, Atlanta's not doing that. Atlanta either is going to take one of those quarterbacks or they're just not going to trade with Carolina, right? They're not going to give Carolina, exactly. let's say, Justin yeah. Fields. So that's that's what makes this so tricky. Yeah. They, look, look, Carolina, if you look at the situation Carolina was put in by this whole Watson situation, right? Like, it's terrible. They yeah. they, they put their eggs in the basket that, that Watson was going to be the guy that they would make a push for and they'd pay whatever it take to, took to get him. That's not an option anymore, and 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 that fell apart in quite a sudden way to yeah. the point where yeah. I'm sure that the you know look they are they scrambling absolutely I'm sure but yeah. I, I mean but I think that this is not exactly of their own making of their own volition I think you know they got handed a, a terrible situation they're trying to make yeah. the most of it I I've also heard some people saying why didn't they do this deal like after the draft I, I just think that what they're doing now is you know. What's the worst case scenario that, that they had after the Watson situation? That they, they couldn't get any quarterback, right? Yes, that that, yes. that that they got through the free agency without a quarterback. They got through the draft without a quarterback, and now they're back at Teddy Bridgewater again. To them, I feel like they felt like that was unacceptable. So by going to get uh, 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 Donald early before the draft, you know, look – they were bidding against themselves, but I mean, again, they didn't pay very much for a guy that was a number three overall pick several years ago. He's only 23 years old. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I think there could have been a potential that they, if they had gotten through the draft and they had been unable to get a quarterback that, that suddenly that's when the market for Sam Darnold may actually heat up because now all the other teams that are on the try to draft a quarterback carousel that didn't, you know, that, <laughs> that didn't have a seat when the music stopped, right? They're all going to be trying to bid for Sam Donald because Watson's not an option right yep. right now, and yep. there won't be an option yep. likely after the draft. And Donald is really the only valuable piece of potential that you could say that has any kind of upside uh, out of any of the remaining quarterbacks. And, and look, I'm not saying that Donald is, is going to be a success in, in Carolina or that even he's good or he's earned any of this. But if you're just looking at, you know, how desperate teams are to make sure that they have their quarterback situation handled. I'm not going to blame Carolina for, for uh, you know, looking, getting screwed by the Watson situation and then overspending at the position right. potentially to get what they need at quarterback. I think that's a smart way to try to handle the situation because ultimately quarterbacks, the whole ball game. So do we think this impacts the Cowboys at number 10? Because I think again, Three quarterbacks are going off the board in the first three picks. And I would, I'm still assuming that four quarterbacks go in a row. So, do we think the Panthers, because they drafted Darnold and maybe are still an option at, with a quarterback, does this change anything for the Cowboys? I, I, I mean, I think it's hard to know. I think it, I think. Yes, it, it 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 has an effect because they pick at eight, which is before ten. But I think you know what, it, how it affects it is a little bit clear. If anything, it just made the situation more money. I think than anything, uh, to, right? To me, I feel like it actually makes it a little bit clear. Like it feels like the Carolina is either going quarterback or offensive lineman. Like to me, that's it. I I can't think of anything else that they would go. And so to me, that means of like if Penny Suell is there, that's where they're going, right? I think I, but I think those were the options before too, right? Like bef even before the this, this big, they were uh, to me right. they were going offensive lineman or quarterback. So I guess my point is is that you know when I saw this pick, when I saw this trade, I, I my initial thought was, oh, that takes one more team off the quarterback market, which is a negative effect for the Cowboys. 
but the ultimate, but ultimately, I don't, I don't know that that's true. I, I, I think this probably makes it slightly less likely they take a quarterback uh, at that spot. But I don't know how much less likely because ultimately, I don't. I don't know yeah, if they've yeah. used Sam Darnold as the long-term answer. It, and Matt Rule has got a long-term contract there. So it, it'll be interesting to see exactly how it shakes out. I, I do think it's interesting that the first offer the, the Panthers sent out for Sam Darnold was at the Ohio State Pro Day, and that was a fourth-round pick. So if you're trading, if, if you're offering a fourth-round pick for a quarterback, to me that doesn't signal that you believe he's a franchise guy, right? Yeah. That's a, yeah. let's say, let's throw a dart, and it'll be a good bridge if we have to draft a Trey Lance. Right. Absolutely. That, that's what that's it means whatever. to me. Yeah. Uh, one more pa- Carolina thing. Uh, I saw a couple of people asking Twitter questions today, so I'm just going to lump your questions together. Would Teddy Bridgewater be a backup quarterback that you would be interested in? I know he's got just a monster salary right now, and that part of it would have to be worked out, whether it's Carolina paying it, whether it's um, the Panthers just cutting him. But if Bridgewater is available and he is, would you be interested in him as a backup? It's too much money, I think. I what mean, if he's released? Pro- what if he's released and he's veteran minimum or the same deal you gave Andy Dalton? Maybe, maybe. But I, I, yeah, I don't know that like he has the same appeal for me that Andy Dalton does because I think Dalton at least had more skins on the wall. You know, I I don't know. I think yeah, it feels I, I like, like Alex him. Smith I, is still going to be the backup here, right? Yeah, and I think that Alex Smith is yeah. probably a better option to be honest. Yeah, and that. That feels more realistic. Although I said I, I made the appeal for Bridgewater on Twitter. Come to Dallas, play poorly, get a big contract from the Bears. That's, that's exactly the, <laughs> the, the, the the trajectory that I would want to be on if I was Teddy Bridgewater. But uh, I, I, I'm guessing, Landon, Bridgewater is going to want to go to a team that maybe has a little bit more of an unshaky quarterback situation where he might be able to come in and you know be a, a relief pitcher uh, or a competition to a guy, let's say like Drew Locke or something like that. I feel like that's probably more of a realistic way to go. Correct? Yeah, I think he's going to be more likely a guy that's that's going to be brought in to push uh, yeah. an uncertain starting quarterback. I think, yes. like Drew Locke, you said, yeah, maybe <laughs> if if Chicago hadn't signed Andy Dalton, I think he would have been a good situation for right. to push Foles. You know, those kind of situations, I think, is where Bridgewater should look. All right, let's pause so I can tell you guys about Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic ball cut from the 90s and hopefully is. 
Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. All right, Landon, let's get into a few more questions. This one comes from Robbie. Uh, what are the most optimistic projections from you, Landon, and the most <laughs> pessimistic projections from me for the Cowboys record next season? Well, first of all, we got to add in that 17th game. Don't forget. Yes, Marcus. yes. Uh, yeah. It messes everything up. It messes everything up. It's not going to sound right. Um, you know, op- the most optimistic uh, that they they managed to not only fix but uh, uh, supercharge the defense, that, that it gets to, I would say, above average, uh, that, that, that Quinn gets in. Uh, brings these guys back uh, to a defense that they're more comfortable with, and that unlocks a better play at the second level with your linebackers. That uh, hopefully you get better pass rush with Randy Gregory. You get someone like Patrick Sertan or someone in the cornerback to shore up the back end, uh, and that the defense gets better than just manageable. That they actually can produce turnovers. That they actually can be catalysts to a certain degree. And that the offense is, uh, you know, what we expected to be a top five offense, maybe the best. If we're being the optimistic projection here, maybe they have the potential to be the best in the league. Yes, I think. I yes. think that's within reach. Um, and so, if you if you look at that, if they if they're able to be, you know, number one offense in the league, and let's say top twelve defense in the league, uh, I mean, I think. 13 and four, you know, to I me, mean, that's, I mean, we're talking most, most optimistic, right? right? Like yeah. that, that's, 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 I think that's possible. I mean, if they, ha- they have the talent on offense to kind of do that and the way that the, the, the rest of the conference is right now, uh, Washington's really the only team that kind of actually frightens you on a game to game basis or just not, maybe not frightens you, but is a, a, a good, it's going to be a good matchup, a good battle with them, both games. Uh, you you could easily convince yourself that you could have a good year, beat Washington mm. twice, and sweep the NFC East, and I think you know potentially get a first round bye, and then we see what happens in the playoffs. I mean, I think all those things are optimistic, absolutely realistic. I think it's within the realm of possibility, but I think it's obviously the the optimistic end of that. Yeah. So you give yeah. me give me the doom and gloom. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of different ways that this can go wrong. And we can start with the defense, right? It's just not better, right? And maybe mm-hmm. the, you don't draft a corner early and Trevon Diggs, you know, goes into a sophomore slump and the safeties continue to be a problem. That could be an issue. If the offensive line is just not healthy, again, Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins uh, aren't able to come back fully from these injuries and you continue to see these guys kind of get older, that's a problem. And then the worst case scenario would be – yeah. Dak's just not the same after the ankle injury. And I don't expect that to be the case. Uh, but if he's worried about it and makes them less mobile in the pocket or, you know, that that's the biggest fear. So there are a lot of ways that this can go wrong. But I do, I agree with you on the ceiling, right? This offense, if everybody is healthy, I think if they finish outside the top three, I would be disappointed. Honestly, with the, with the amount of money and the amount of resources they've spent on this position, they should be averaging 30 points a game. Like they, they, they need to. 
They need to. <laughs> yeah, if, they if, need to. If they're only the seventh or eighth best offense and they're inconsistent from game to game, you know, some games they're scoring 37 and then some games it's 17. That's that's going to be a problem. So I do think the ceiling is relatively high, but I also think when you're all your eggs are in one side of the ball and, and you know, if Dak's not healthy and not playing well, it could get sideways pretty quickly. Um, let's get into one more question. I, I saw this one and I'm sorry, I forgot who, who said it, uh, but they want to know your biggest, our, our biggest draft misses uh, when we've been doing this evaluation. Cause uh, believe it or not, Landon, I think listeners don't believe that we get every single pick, right? I know that's shocking. <laughs> that's just uh, blatant disrespect to us. <laughs> can you think of one player where you just completely missed on? Um. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, the the guy that's that's glaring to me is that I just didn't see it as much with Joey Bosa, and and I guess you know, like, I mean, I oh, guess so you're it, going it depends. With the guy that on, turned out, you're going with the guy yeah, that actually yeah, turned yeah, out. Okay, I mean, I guess are are they asking about a guy that I liked that became a bust? Either, is that either what, way, I, I like the way you, you went. Somebody that you did not love and turned out to be good. I tend to I, I tend to think that most of my misses come that direction, right? Where I don't like a guy, that, a guy that I just don't see it on, and they end up being really good. Like I, th- I think that's where I feel like I, I still need some need to be a little bit better as at is that there are times when there are top of the of the draft guys that are really thought of, highly thought of players that I watch and I just don't. I don't see it with them or I don't, I don't get it. Or at least I don't see it to the, to the level. And that's the thing with Bosa is like, I still saw Bosa as a first round pick. I just didn't see him as a top five defensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is, I mean, he clearly has played like that since he's came with the league and he's dominated when he's been on the field. And um, so I, I think, you know, guys like that is where I, I really miss is that I, I, I managed to underestimate, uh, great players sometimes just because it's tough for me to see the projection even though with someone like bosa like it seemed it seemed very clear it it almost seemed like too clear to me i don't know i don't know but yeah, i I, yeah, I think yeah. those are the guys that i miss on a lot is is guys and and that's why i'm nervous about guys like gregory rousseau you know <laughs> is that is that i mean not, not that those are even necessarily comparable players but somebody in the league thinks that that rousseau is uh, a, a first round pick I don't necessarily see that, and but that but that triggers nervousness in me because now I'm afraid that I'm missing out on something. Yes, but yes. I, I think you know if you're talking about guys that I, I liked that ended up being no good. Um, I don't know. We were talking about Gerard Holloman the other day. Oh, that's yeah. And I, uh, I, I thought that he could figure it out despite not being able to tackle very well. But uh, you know, I guess not. All right, <laughs> so, so I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna give yours. you two profiles of players that I missed and then a player, right? So first and yep. foremost, I really struggle with these big power defensive ends, right? See, yeah, so do I. And I think you and I have talked about this yes, before. Yes. Those are the positions that I really struggle with. And, and I'll give you the name this year, like Carlos Basham. I have no yes. idea where to rank Carlos Basham because I see him as a 275 pound edge that's athletic, but I don't know if he's going to be able to win on the edge in the NFL with straight power because he didn't always do it in college. So sure. that guy is, a freak of athlete with a ton of production, but I'm just not sure it translates and I'm sure I'll be wrong. The other position is that wide receiver with these guys that just don't do anything in college, right? Uh, mm-hmm. The guys that the production is just so bad and yet 
they have one trait that makes them a really good player in the NFL. I think I, I, I've mentioned this one before, like a Terry McLaurin, somebody who yeah. did not produce a ton at Ohio State, uh, was really a special teamer there, the third or fourth receiver. Uh, I thought he was going to be somebody that would go late on day three as a gunner. And then he goes to Washington and he's the wide receiver one and maybe a top 10 or 12 receivers. So the late breakout age receivers that don't have a ton of production are the ones that I struggle with. And then a player that I just, I whiffed on is Akeem Butler from the 2019 mm. draft. Uh, I, I love these big athletic guys with huge catch radiuses that can go up and win the ball in the air. And even with like Butler, you saw enough separation in the big 12, but he just wasn't a good enough route runner, and he was kind of slow. I mean, he was he ran fast at the combine, but when he was on the field, it didn't necessarily translate. So, uh, I those kind of guys I've always struggled with. I I love the guys that win the contested catches, and maybe yep. it comes back to Landon, and we'll tie this to the Cowboys. Des Bryant, one of my favorite players of all time. How many players have we seen comp to Des since Des has been drafted that? just can't replicate what he did, right? So many of these bad ball catchers and just none of them turn out to be Des. Those are the guys that I struggle with. Any comments on that? No, I think that's really, that's that's correct. And I think I struggle with it too. And I think you're not alone. I think a lot of a lot of analysts struggle with, we talked about the defensive ends, but those kind of big uh, bad ball wide receivers. Yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's not a trait that necessarily you should be able to live and die with as no, a wide no, receiver no. one. But but because we saw Des Bryant up close and personal and he's the all-time uh, leading touchdown receiver, I think he is, did, or did win yeah, the pass yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. No, so, I, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that there's something there, right? Like, I, I think that, that that's why it's affected our eval because now we think, okay, well, Des made a career. Des, out of this guy can do it, yeah. yeah. That's, but like, apparently that's not the case <laughs> across no, the board. Not the case at all. So uh, I'm hopefully uh, – I'm starting to learn from my mistakes – uh, but inevitably, there'll be somebody in this class that I love that can do the same kind of things, and I'll miss again. So that's just the story of the draft. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show on Twitter at Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.